Welcome, animals, to Story Shamans. I'm Dr. Bones. I'm Professor Bones. And you've entered the Bones Cave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's give you a heads up here. This time, we've had one of us prepare a topic. It's this guy. And the other guy, he has no idea what's coming. I have no idea what we're about to talk about. No idea whatsoever. I guarantee you. I'm nervous. All right, this sweet little episode... We're talking about Nolan's Batman! Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Alright, where would you like to start? Where would I like to start? <laughs> At the beginning. Okay, let's do it. Batman beginning. That's not what it's called. You know what? What strikes me when I'm thinking about the three in total mm -hmm. is just how much the entire saga is about anger. A lot of it, yeah. It's just a deep, burning anger. Especially the first one. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, Bruce, you still feel guilty about your parents' death? Ah, my anger outweighs my guilt. Yeah. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> it just it bleeds into everything. It's all in that first movie. Mm -hmm. And then that third one, we got we got uh, John Blake. He figures out who Batman is because he can see how angry and fake he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's just baked into the whole casserole. It's fantastic. Uh, you, you know... Yeah, each one had its own theme. You know, the first one, fear and anger. And the second yeah. one's more about chaos and anarchy. And the third one's about pain. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But it's always yeah. there. I mean, they're all about all of those things. <laughs> There's no pain in that first movie. Oh, there's so much pain. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Who's, who's crying in that first movie? That makes no sense. Everybody. <laughs> Me. You. Oh, so. What's that cool? I cried all over the place. You know. Let's just jump around here. I got, I was thinking, I was thinking about why when Dark Knight came out, yeah. everybody was in love with it. Uh. And I, I, I love it as well. Everybody's still in love with it. But I was trying to pin down, I was like, okay, it's expertly crafted. Mm. It's exceedingly well put together. Yeah. And there's just a lot of amazing pieces, but like, mm. there was a, there was a panel at Comic-Con that year. And uh, the panel was all about how to be Batman. Guy wrote a book. I, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, there a lot of people stuffed into this little room. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to hear the guy talk about how, you know, Batman would work for like a year and a half and then his body would give out mm -hmm. in real life. I disagree. I, I do as well. You're doing Batman wrong. You're Batmaning in the wrong direction, you know what I'm saying? You went ahead and do East. Duh. But like, one guy, he stands up during the Q&A and he says... Mm -hmm. Hey, that's cool how you can be Batman. I'm wondering, how can I be the Joker? Ew. <laughs> it was like, as a psychopath who kills people. Take a seat, guy. This guy wants to be him. And there was like an audible other people going, yes! Oh, talk about that! I mean, you know, it's, that's a sticky situation. It was just, you know, good God. Everybody's got a lot of love for that character. The this ideas, is what he represents deep psychology stuff, uh, the freedom of it, you know? Ah, uh, see, that's where I was going with it, yeah. Yep. Yep. It's a definite... It's, it's, it's chaos, it's anarchy. But it's, but it's like a, it's like an intoxicating clarity. You can call it that, yeah. You could, <laughs> you look at that movie, and it's like, he says he's an agent of chaos, and he is. He says he has no plans, he's not a schemer, but he's, he's clearly a schemer. He's got complex plans coming out of his butt. He just doesn't want you to know that. It's it's the elegance that he's hoping you don't notice. And he's just trying to mind benugle Harvey Dent in that moment. He's trying to, you know, misdirect his anger. Haha. <laughs> but, uh... You know, it's, it's chaos. It's misdirection. But his clarity. He, like, just from the jump, he's got, like, two kind of main plans. He just wants to... He wants to show up, and he tells all the mob guys, he's like, Hey, let's kill Batman. That's my thing. That's what I'm about. But once he gets Batman in a room, he's like, I don't want to kill you. I need, you're like my best friend. Mm -hmm. I just want to, I'm just so excited that someone else is just so worked up about stuff that he dresses up like a nut job and he wants to fuck shit up. Mm -hmm. So let's do this. It's like that clarity of purpose. He just, on like this grand scale, he's like, I want to blow stuff up and I want to, I want to punch people and kill mobsters and just play people like fiddles. And you're the only other guy like doing this. It's just like a bat jumping from buildings. It's fantastic. It's theater, man. It's theater. Yes. Performing. The world's a stage, and he's blowing it up. It's spectacle and theater. Just like living your life. Costumes, you know. I mean, it's built into it. 
just like, oh, and the editor here plays into that whole, like, oh, end of the first movie escalation idea, in which, obviously, I guess, they friggin' name-checked Joker in the end of that first movie. Yeah, they knew. But they just take it and rid it large, just friggin', this guy's all about it. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good example, taking that theme and then just trying to extrapolate it for the entire film. We're gonna take the duality of Batman. The perfect counterpoint is Joker. They're gonna collide. We're gonna see how it plays out. But it's all grounded and real. That's great! That's great! We're talking about the first one, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, all that time that Joker was in the first one. Yeah, it was good. It was fantastic. I saw his face. Except I didn't. No, you didn't. He was on a blank card. <laughs> so, you know, in Heath Ledger, he's doing a lot of heavy lifting. You know, he's, he's, he's just destroying. But, but that score is just, oh, it's doing so much work. You're talking about the music. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that, that eerie freaking whine. Just Yeah, it's like a string and they're running like an axe against it. I don't know what they're doing. It's just... It's great. Uh, it's fantastic. It's, uh, it took the eeriness level and just dials it to like 96. It's like, yeah, yeah, Joker's awesome. And he's, he's being weird, but like, damn. Got this weird piano thing or whatever, violin strings, it's fucking blowing your face off. <laughs> tension, man. Building that tension. What do you think? What's the what's the most important thing to take away from Batman Begins? You're jumping back to the first one. Yeah. Okay, we're you going back. Face. Batman Begins, take away as as like an audience or like a writer. The writer. It's a writer. It's a storyteller deep in the bellows of the earth. Structure, man. Structure. Structure. Everybody used that movie as a template for the reboots. Yeah, right. let's, let's spend half of the movie in flashback, because we got so much stuff to cover, and have it segue back into present, but we're jumping around, playing with the timeline. How do you condense right, so fair. much information and all of this story of this guy's life? It's a, it's a biopic, you know? But he doesn't, he's not real. <laughs> he's brilliant. He is real. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know he's real. That's right. That's why, that's why the movie's good. That's why they, what they were doing was perfect. Deadpool. Um, doing the same thing. Deadpool did the same thing, Man of Steel others. did the same thing, like, you know. Deadpool's a pretty boring movie if you do that front to back. It's really simple. Yeah. It was <laughs> great. It's great. It gained some novelty and structure just by aping that and just be like, ah, we'll, we'll just go back and forth. Which, you know, it's it not works. broken. Yeah. So let's keep doing it. It works. That's one of the biggest things. I mean, I mean, setting up the character, everything Nolan was doing, he's like, we're going to play everything for real. Take this character, Batman of the comics. You know, there's a lot of fantasy. There's a lot of sci-fi in there. There's a lot of different sure, fantastical. Oh yeah, a lot of fantastical elements. And he's like, we're gonna, just gonna do it for real. Ra's al Ghul, no Lazarus pits. He's just a ninja. Yeah. You know, Batman. Never came back. Uh, no super stuff. Just keep it real. Keep it grounded. And let's do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's that's a good interpretation. That's yeah. It's a good thing to do. I mean, it's I mean, like. What are you gonna say? It's hard to appreciate, but like it is. It is like nowadays. You're just like, well, duh. And you <laughs> now, yeah. I mean, first one came out what 15 years ago? Uh, 2005. Question mark. 10 years ago. Something 11 like years ago. Story knows no time. You know, <laughs> time is just you know pictures on a screen. That's right. That's right. What uh, what's what's something you're missing from Batman Begins? Missing like it wasn't there? Yeah, you're like, oh, I wish I had that. Oh, nothing. Joker! More Joker! <laughs> uh, More Joker. Um, what was missing? Yeah, you, you take a it's, second to think about it. It's that. almost a perfect movie, I mean. <laughs> here's, what I, here's what I'm missing. What are you missing? Well, it's actually, it's not fair, because I don't know where he would fit more in the kids. But, so maybe it's just moving forward. But, Scarecrow. I wish, I wish we had got more like when he's, Ella Fear Gas is out and he's on a horse and it's breathing fire. It's like, not that I'll fear of fear itself. There's nothing to fear but fear itself. I'm like, man, I wish I had more of that guy. <laughs> more of full-blown Scarecrow. I mean, he was yeah. in three movies. Yeah, he didn't do much he scaring. He never really got full Scarecrow that much. No, I mean, there's, there's other good parts in Begins, like when he sets him on fire. Yeah. Oh. You know, and a lot of the fantasy stuff. <laughs> Hold on, we, have, we gotta talk about this. Okay. It's like one of the best parts of the movie. <laughs> he sets him on fire. He falls down the narrows into the street, gets yeah. up on a tin roof somewhere. Yeah. Because it's like some friggin' shanty town in Mumbai. Yeah. I don't know if they have them in Mumbai. <laughs> but like, he gets up there, and your radio is Alfred. Mm -hmm. Alfred! Robert! <laughs> <laughs> what did he say, animals? You don't know what he's saying! What did he say? Did he well, say, help me? We should drop the audio right in here. Alfred! Alfred! 
Check that out. Let's assume I did it. <laughs> what does he say? Yeah, help me. He say Alfred again. Code red. Yeah, maybe code red. He says something. Something saying, oh, come get me, I'm dying. That's what I'm missing. The clarity on that line. <laughs> it's fantastic. I love it. It's so gravelly. It's like Batman can't even talk anymore. <laughs> oh, Alfred! Oh, fire! Maybe he's just yelling. Ah. He's, just, he's just saying, ah! Could just be grumbling. Yeah. Like he couldn't get it out. He's so distraught. He saw a scary guy in a mask. That would freak you out, man. If that was the first time he gets uh. gassed and gets lit on fire. Bruce Wayne didn't do any drugs in college. Oh. He just came back to kill the guy who killed his parents. Back to the anger. He's so angry. He's basically spent a bunch of years. He's coming home from college. And he's like, you know what? It's the appeal or whatever for Joe Chill. I'm just going to put a friggin' bullet in him. Mm-hmm. It's going to end his life. Because that's fair. Like, screw him. Yeah. Then he gets... Flush him. Gets taken away from him. And people cried about this when it came out. I remember, yeah. yeah. And they were like, oh, this isn't Batman. He was going to use a friggin' gun to kill a guy. That's ridiculous. He's not Batman yet. Exactly. He hasn't come to that point yet. And it's fantastic. It's it's genuine human anger and resentment and pain and trauma. Like, like Joe Chill ruined his life is where he's coming from. And it's even worse, because Joe Chill gets up there and he goes, a lot of people were in crappy straits, you know, economic downturn, everybody's homeless or friggin' jobless. Making excuses. What? But he even says, but that doesn't excuse what I did. Sure, I was desperate, like a lot of people back then, but that don't change what I did. He's like apologetic, like he, he feels like crap. Mm-hmm. He knows it was a bad idea. Bruce Wayne's still gonna put a bullet in him. Oh yeah, he is. He got up and he left and he waited. I'm gonna shoot this guy. He's like, screw you, Joe Chill. You didn't want to do it. You feel bad? Feel bad with a bullet in your gut, sucker. But then he gets taken away from him. Can't do it. He would have done it, but then he gets slapped in the face twice by his, uh, you know, childhood friend. That's where the fear comes back in, yeah. Yeah, well, okay. It's a lot of anger, but I mean, fear. He wanted to do it. He didn't. He was scared. I feel like he would have done it. You don't think he would have done it? I don't know if he would have done it. If that uh, person hadn't jumped in and gun- gunned him. He was shaking like a leaf, you know? He was. He was. The bad idea. He was about to throw his friggin' life away. Yeah. Kill him in like front of TV cameras almost. Like. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a big part of what the first one is about. I mean, the guy developing the, the strength and the courage, overcoming his fear to yeah. do this. It takes a lot of balls, you know? But to do it in a specific way. Yeah. Do it his way. He won't kill. By the time he's done training with Roz, he won't kill the guy. No. It's like, I'll fight him. I won't kill him. That's part of the, the development. That's part of the growth. It's part of the courage. The strength to not do the yeah. easy thing. Yeah, that's that's Batman. Yeah, that's why uh, he's full on Batman now. It's great. That's why he's going to save Roz. He's floating off a... <laughs> sliding off a cliff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, nope. I'm going to, like, break my shoulder in half, getting you back up off that cliff. Impressive upper body strength. <laughs> Fantastic. He's got, which which they bring back. They bring back this exact idea in 3, when Talia is revealed eventually. Hey, check it out. I'm Ra's al Ghul's daughter, sucker. And, like, he guts him with a knife. And he's like, why? Why? And it's like, I hated my dad, but you killed my dad. <laughs> Even though, yeah, he only didn't save him. I won't kill you, but I don't have to save you. You know, it's different. <laughs> She's like, I don't think he really explained the nuance there with the, with the, you know, <laughs> the blade in his gut. It's like, whoa. I didn't kill him. I just I just refused to save him. He killed himself, man. He killed himself, and he was at peace with himself when he did it. He closed his eyes and just kind of meditated until, you know, a steel bar went through his face or something. I was expecting him to come back. He never came back. But, like, she's killing or trying. She's going to take out Gotham and Batman because she's like, you killed my dad. You suck. And I don't have the moral fortitude to, like, let you skate on that. I'm just going to... I hated him, but I'm going to finish his work. I'm going to go ahead and burn Gotham to the ground. And I'm going to kill you. And the, but I want you, to, want you to know you failed. I want you to know yeah. you failed all these guys. <laughs> Messed up, man. He got Bane half, uh, behind her. This is one of my favorite parts that rises. He's almost got tears in his eyes when he says to Batman that, his pun- that he doesn't fear death, and so his punishment must be more severe. You don't fear death. You welcome it. Your punishment must be more severe. <laughs> it's like this, the, the certainty behind that. The, 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 I mean this. It's so there. It's so palpable. And he's like, nah, man, you gotta, you gotta suffer. Even though I don't really have a stake in this. My girlfriend, my, my would-be girlfriend said, let's tear it down. I got kicked out of the League uh, of Shadows. I mean, he's, he's, yeah, I mean, he got kicked out, but for being too awesome. But, <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's a lot of what, what the villains are, you know? Scarecrow is fear. True. It's right there in the story. Right there in the story. You know, Joker, 
is chaos. Unpredictability. Because laughs are chaos. You know. <laughs> Doing it for the lulls. <laughs> but then Bane is, he's pain. He's the embodiment of pain. He's in pain. All he does is, with his brutality, he inflicts pain. I mean, you take these villains and just personify the idea, the theme of the story through them. That's true. Just have it play out. So, I mean, Bane's stake in it is the same as what Joker's was. Cause chaos. Bane's here to, to cause pain, man. <laughs> he's here to hurt people. And he does it so well, God. He's here to mess people up. You know, what was Scarecrow doing? He was just looking to scare people, man. Yeah, he was kind of all about just, oh, I don't really money. care how it happens. The money's nice, sure. Yeah. Joker didn't care about the money, but... No. Scarecrow liked the money, but he's like, I'm here to scare people. Joker's here, like, I'm here just to cause chaos, to show people that the world does not have order. It's all just a yeah. swirling mass of you know, crazy. You break it down, I could just strip your order away from all of you screwies. I could slap you so hard that all of a sudden you don't care about the rules. Bane's doing the same thing for Bane. I mean, it's it's a theme of the story, personified in the character, but also making some kind of commentary about life. That Joker's life perspective, this is what reality is. Yeah. The rules are meaningless. Scarecrow, yeah. this is this reality. Everybody's terrified. They're all scared little kids. Yeah. You know, and then Bane is like, the it's world is pain. Power. That's reality. I mean, when you grew up in prison, <laughs> and you were broken back and... <laughs> well in the ground. I mean, that's all he knows. That's true. Messed up. <laughs> it's really good to take these themes and the ideas and how it helps Batman in his path and his journey and the way he's growing as a character. We're just going to smash this philosophy into one guy yeah. and just punch Batman in the face with it. <laughs> that's really good villain work. I mean, that's... Let me let me change my answer from before about okay. the takeaway from Batman Begins. Okay. I'm going to say all that, all that stuff I just said. <laughs> really good villain work. Because Ra's al Ghul is great, but like everybody's paying attention to Ra's. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at Scarecrow, because he was great, too. He's right yeah, up there. Ross Roz was fantastic. Good. He's a foil for Batman. Yeah. He's on the same path, but he goes a dark route. He gave up on the idea of morals, not killing people. Yeah. You know, he's, he, he's, he's reached a point where he's like, it literally, it doesn't work. It's a very Joker-like yeah. perspective where he's like, no, this is it's all a joke. This is all, you know, you know, if it's gotten to this kind of level of decadence, if the city is this terrible, which... Especially in the Dark Knight, which is after he's dead, but the Dark Knight, they go out of their way to be like, Gotham is just a garbage pit. Yeah, it's on fire. It's just nothing but corrupt a-holes everywhere. Just, you can't even know. That's why Harvey Dent's such a big deal. It's like, yeah, Batman is helping, but like, we need a guy who's just a guy who like could stand up and not get murdered for doing his job as a criminal prosecutor. <laughs> like, Gotham City needs that. In order to survive. Like, that's pretty bad, guys. You're, you're pretty down dark the hole. If you can't, you can't even have a lawyer not get murdered. I mean, I mean, you're bringing up a good point with Two-Face. We haven't even talked about him yet. Yeah. And I mean, it's another example of a character personifying an idea of how we're moving Batman forward. Yeah. This idea that he is the White Knight. He's going to save Gotham. Yeah. You know, he's morally incorruptible. Yeah. That's what he's all about. He's got the moral code and he refuses to break it, just like Batman. But then Joker just destroys him with chaos and shows him <laughs> his reality. Um, That's exactly you know, what he said he'd do. <laughs> exactly what he said. He, didn't, he said he wouldn't have a plan, but then, oh yeah, it's really coming together. Yeah, and they even pointed out, like, Gordon at some point says, like, he, he did it. He took you and he ruined you. He ruined it. He ruined everything with his reality, with his view of the world. You know, he showed Two-Face, all it takes is one bad day, yep. and now you're a bad guy. And Batman's standing there, being like, nope, not even then, man. Because he has a bad day. Rachel dies. Yeah. What does he do? He's really sad. Well. But he puts the mask <laughs> back on. That's the thing, though. You know, he doesn't kill Joker. No. He doesn't break. Surprisingly. It's like a... Well, he was never going to do it, but... No, of course not, but it's a philosophical arm wrestling match. <laughs> That's why this movie's so good, because they're both believable and likable, and you've got Harvey Dent here to show how it could go. That's what Joker's trying to do to Batman, and it's never going to work. And Joker yeah. doesn't want it to work, because then the game's over. Yeah, he doesn't actually want to break him. He just wants to see if he can, and he can't, because he's Batman. <laughs> Batman can't be broken. You know, he's not a white knight, he's the dark knight, and boom, the movie's over, like... Yeah. That's what it's about. But let's... Uh, but let, that, Just like the first one. It's an interesting point, though, right? The, like, between two and three. Yeah. It is like, oh, you're not going to break Batman. He's just going to hang Joker upside down off a building. And then he's like, oh, man. Oh, Harvey's got, like, half his face and trying to kill some people. Ah, oh, nobody can know about this. So I'm going to take the blame, and then in the next movie, we'll lie about it. Because we need him as an example. We need... If we're going to get out of this crap pile, we need somebody to stand up. Even if he dies as a murder, 
least he's a martyr. He's a symbol, just like Batman was talking about in the first one. True, true. He's, he can't, he's incorruptible. He can't be destroyed as a symbol. Except the lie comes out, and it does do some destroying. But the thing I was going to say is that, like, Rachel dies. And he hangs up the bat suit for, like, what is it, seven years? Eight years, but... Eight years. I mean, that's, uh, it's there's just a lot like, more to it than that. It's complicated. He did what he set out to do. He, yes. In the, in the first movie, he's going to clean up Gotham. Yeah. He's going to bring down the mob. And then Roz shows up, and Scarecrow, and he's like, whoa, hold on, i got to take care of this, too. <laughs> But the goal was to clean it up. The mob, man. Falcone. Yeah. His enemies, you know? Yeah. He's going after them. At the end of 2, he did it. He just didn't really like how he did it, because he had to be the bad guy in the end. He had to take the blame. At the end of 2. At the end of 2, yeah. Yeah. You know? And that's part of the theme of being the Dark Knight. But, like, he thought that he did it. That's yeah. That's why his pain and his heartbreak. And there's, yeah. The meaninglessness of his life, what he'd lost. And he was supposed to retire. And him and Rachel were going to ride off into the sunset, but she's dead. Yeah, she's dead. Like, I don't want to do with my life anymore. It's a whole existential pain that they're adding into this. Yeah. Of the broken man, the recluse, the Howard Hughes in his bathrobe, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's a whole different, he doesn't know how to deal with that. It's a little... meaninglessness. He's irrelevant now. They don't need him. Until they do. Until they do. But they, it's it's strange, too. They play it both ways. They, they know. They're writing the story, like, this third one. Like, hey, you are here for number one. You are here for number two. So you know that, like, as far as, like, great big things he had to deal with. We had Roz and Scarecrow, and then Joker showed up. So it was like the mob and Joker slash Two-Face once he became Two-Face. That's it! That's all Batman did! Mm -hmm. But then we open Rises, and he's been off the board for like eight years. Mm -hmm. And they play it a little like, hey, I'm the, I'm the big bad Batman, kind of from the comics, who like, I can, I can take out nine rogues with my teeth. Like, it's just NBD. Like, Alfred's like, hey, this Bane guy is like, it's a big deal. He's crazy person when he's super big and strong and he's he's a madman. And he's like, yeah, whatever. It's hubris. It's not the League of Shadows, man. Roz with the League of Shadows. I took him out. He was like, yeah, that was like one of four guys. That's it's not that many, buddy. They're playing it like the like the end end of his career Batman, which in the world of the movies he is. But it's also like we were there for your entire career, bud. You hung it up between movies apparently. So you yeah, this level of hubris is a little it's a little it's almost not uncalled for, but Disproportionate is what I would say. I mean, yeah, he's got some ego, and he, that's what he's hanging on to. And you know, he's had eight years to look back and think, like, man, I did some good stuff. Like, check me out. Yeah. You know, look at that. Look what I did there. Like, he's walking with a cane. Yeah, he's, you know, he's paying for it. Doesn't even seem to be taking care of himself. Like, he's got a beard. <laughs> yeah. Does he have a beard? He's got a beard. Yeah, he's got a beard. Not like a full Christian Bale beard, but he's got like a goatee. Yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting. Like, they wanted to simultaneously do a end of Batman's career story. Mm -hmm. But they also just wanted to, like, hey, recurrence. Let's go back to the first one. Mm -hmm. Let's, like, pay off stuff that was sort of in the wind still. This whole, like, Gotham needs to burn. Yeah. Raz al Ghul. Let's get somebody, Talia, coming in. I'm going to wreak vengeance for my dead parents like you, but I'm going to kill people instead of become a crime fighter. Yeah. I'm going to be, like, a dark reflection of what you could have become. Uh. Yeah. It's just interesting they tried to have it both ways. Uh, I, mean, I don't know if I'd call it both ways. I mean, I think part of the problem would be that, like, you're comparing the movies to the comics, where, like, he has this really long career. Yeah, they opened it. You know? But for the movies, it's like, yeah, that was his main career, the first two movies. And now in the third one, they're picking back up. He's been off the board, he's been retired, and now he's back because Gotham needs him. So yeah. You know, he, put, he suits up and he gets back in the game. And it, it works. You know, he kind of ignores the fact he's been out of the game. And that's why he loses that fight. He gets destroyed. Yeah. He gets his ass handed to him. That's part of it. It's like, it's almost all he had left was his own pride and his ego, and Bane broke that too, you know? Yeah. But for a realistic version of this story, as this character, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm okay with that. I can ignore the fact that, like, wait a minute, Batman is Batman for, like, 30 years. He starts when he's 20, and he retires when he's, when he's, when he's 85. Dead. Batman doesn't retire, man. That Never. guy dies in the street. Yeah. Taking out somebody, man. Yeah, fighting like a like a moon god or something. <laughs> you know? Yes. He's on the moon fighting a god. Yeah, he falls from the moon back to Earth, and he dies three days later in the hospital. But, but you know, he, he falls through the atmosphere and punches a hole through a god's heart yeah during a universal yeah. crisis he uses the momentum to get the strength to punch him through the there heart. you go he's like with my dying breath i ended them 
Yeah. You tell the world, Clark. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think that'll work in, the, in these movies. What? Why not? <laughs> but if you're not comparing it to like a long career, yeah, they did jump to the end. Yeah. It's also like a new beginning, and that's kind of the point. Yeah. Like, he comes out of retirement because they need him to, but like, he's not Batman beyond Batman. He's not 85, you know. Yeah, he's I as guess. old as um, Bruce is now in the new Batman movie. He also he's sort of retires, Batman. though, in like France or wherever yeah, Alfred is vacation. It seems like a loose idea of retirement. <laughs> you know? He did what he set out to do, and then it wasn't quite done, so he had to come back, and he's like, okay, now I'm done. Yeah, until you're not. Until Mr. Freeze is, you know, freezing <laughs> the entire city. You're like, oh, God. And get back in here, Chief. Everybody, come on. I'll be right there. He's well, freezing the whole know, city? It's the end and the beginning, because when I think of Batman in the comics, I think of the long career. I think of the Robins. Yeah. You know, and, like, he hasn't done any of that yet. True. Like, this is like the beginning of the Batman that I know at the end of Dark Knight Rises. So it's like he could come back and then have that career of the comics that you imagine. Like what Ben Affleck's doing right now. Yeah. He's picking up where he left off. They're about the same age. And it's like, yeah. you know, you want to sync it up with the comics, go ahead. But for these movies of a realistic guy, he did start when he was really young. He took time off. He gets back in the ring. Almost a decade. You know, took a long time off, yeah. Yeah. And then from there, you know, he's hanging out with Catwoman in France or whatever. And it's like... You know, he gave it away. He gave his house to the kids. Yeah. Tom Blake is, you know, Tom Blake. John Blake. John Blake. He's going to be the new dangerously uh, untrained Batman. Yeah. But balls, you know, he's got the... Be cop with a suit. Yeah, he's got it. He's got the tenacity. He's no got the do. courage. And that's kind of the point. That's all you need. It's not about the money. Yeah. It's not about the toys. It's just a guy with grit getting out there, doing what's right. Slapping some faces. That's a good way to end it. That's a, so, I mean, it's the end. Yeah, but it's also the beginning. Yeah, but that's the first movie's title. Not the last. <laughs> <laughs> that's the poetry, man. You sync it up. Waka waka. It all come together. True. We got, you know, I noticed, uh, we also got it in that third movie. We got, uh, I mean, it's partly because, uh, you know, they're playing it like Batman's gonna get himself killed. Trying to take out a nuke. But, uh... Which, we, I mean, I, I gotta say, I love that. <laughs> I love the idea. Right. You know, and she's like, you've given them everything. Yeah, there it's it like, is. That's not, for us. Not yet. Not, not everything. You don't owe these people anymore. You've given them everything. Not everything. Not yet. You know, that's... Not yet. That's perfect. Because that's Batman, you know? Like, he literally in this movie, you try to take everything. He took his money. He took his help. He took... He had a new love interest, you know? And then she's a scumbag. She's been lying the whole time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Took all, all this stuff. Company, took his Batmaning. Literally, they took like everything from him and threw him in a hole. And she's like, "You've given them enough, man. Yeah. When's enough enough?" And he's like, "Never, never, cause I'm Batman." Still alive. They don't have everything. That's true. That's what I was gonna say. There, that's you know, people are, you know, threw some heat at Man of Steel because he blew up some buildings and stuff while he's trying to save the friggin' world, mm-hmm. trying to kill a fellow Kryptonian. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't see anybody else doing it. <laughs> but uh in this flick you got Selena we are like hey you know you don't owe these guys anything but uh in the you got the exact exact same sentiment you're man of steel wait no in Batman vs Superman you got Clark's mom being like yeah be their savior be their hero be whatever they need or don't you don't owe these people anything mm-hmm. do whatever you want there's a lot of different <laughs> reads on what she meant there it sounds like she's being cold and it sounds like she's saying, hey, man, screw all these people, right? And, like, that's his mom. Yeah. <laughs> He's listening to her, you know? That's going to inform his worldview. But, I mean, there's a more positive read there, depending on what she's trying to say. Yeah. It could very easily be interpreted as, you know, make a choice. Do it because you want to, not because you feel like you have to. Yeah. He's trying to guide him into making the right call. If you're going to be their savior and their hero, do it because it's in your heart, not because you have these powers and you feel responsible, or you feel like you have to, like you owe them something. You don't. Do it for the sake of good. Do it because you believe in it. Yeah. Let me remind you that you are your own person. You can do whatever the hell you want. Just decide. Which that's, I mean, we're, we're jumping over to Superman now, but I mean, that's yeah, for but... Man of Steel and Batman, Superman, Dawn of Justice. Like, that's, for Superman at least, that's what it's all about, is he has all of this power, and he has to choose. He's the guy who has to make the hard decisions, the hard calls. And when he did that with Zod, everybody yeah. was like, hey, man, yeah, it sucks. You killed him. There was a better way. You could have made a better decision. And I was like, that's criticism. That's the guy <laughs> at the top, and everybody else is saying, hey, man, do a better job. That's the burden of being, you know, the king 
a little bit. If you're in charge, yeah. there's always gonna be somebody who said you could have done better, you could have done more, be better than you are. Yeah. And that's that's the hard part. I mean, if you're gonna lead, which a lot in Man of Steel, Jarrell was telling him like they're gonna they're gonna follow behind you, man. They're gonna stumble because they've yeah. got their own demons to work out, their own imperfections, just like Superman does. Like you yeah. are gonna keep the burden on your shoulders, and that's what it looks like. You gotta make the hard calls. You gotta make the decisions. Yeah. People are going to be all mad at you that, you know, yeah. a city went down in the destruction of your fight. He didn't want that. He didn't ask for that. He's not a trained fighter. He was, he was fighting a guy who was literally genetically programmed to be a warrior. And he's always like, well, I've been flying for a little bit. I know how to punch stuff. And holy crap, the whole world's going to go down. Yeah, he's imperfect. You're looking at him to be perfect. And Superman, in a lot of ways, is. That's what kind of makes him Superman. But not yet. This is the first time he's putting on the suit, you know? He's yeah. contemplating shooting Joe Chill, you know? Like, yeah. he's just getting there. And he's, you know, he's grappling with the responsibility of how do I make these decisions? And sometimes you just gotta do it and suffer the consequences. Yeah. Sometimes know? he's about to laser a friggin' family in front of you. And you don't know what to do. So you, you know, know what? I'm just gonna snap your neck. I don't know how to stop you. There's literally no good choice right now. Crack. He's making the hard calls, and that's a really interesting way to take the Superman character. Yeah. Add that complexity and that depth to life. Superman always finds a way. And I was like, what about when he does it? Or what about when it's his first time? And he doesn't know what he's doing yet. Yeah, he's not the trained up freaking all that. He doesn't know. Yeah, this isn't Man of Steel 3 at the end here. The beginning. <laughs> you mean Justice League Part 1? <laughs> kind of, a little bit. It'll be his third time out. I mean, you bring him back from the dead, it's going to bring some clarity, you know? True. He's like, come back, guys. Actually, I didn't learn anything because I was dead. But, you know, let's do this. Let's get out there. He learned stuff. I mean, he's not really dead. He had a lot of time to think while he was buried, you know? <laughs> Put me in that Kryptonian stasis chamber healing thing. Let's do it. That's, you know, that's, that's the theme for those guys. Him making the hard calls. Like his dad making the call. You gotta protect your identity. Do not save me from the tornado. He made the hard call. He yeah. made it right then, and somebody died. He died. Yeah. And that, that theme it carries. And when Batman, Superman, Superman's making the hard call again, you know? When he's fighting and he dies, you know? Yeah. Like he made the call. He's just kind of like, nobody can stop Doomsday. I gotta do it. Yeah. You know, he killed for us in the first one. And now in the second one here, he died for us. And everybody's still throwing hate at him. <laughs> and fear and distrust. I was like, it's tough, but it's really a good analogy for being in charge, being a king or being president. Or just whoever is yeah. at the top. Everybody looks at you and like half of the people hate you. Yep. But you gotta deal with it. Yeah. Though to be fair, he could have given that spear to like Diana or somebody. He's making the hard calls, man. The leader <laughs> is at the front of the pack. I'm just the leader saying. is the head of the spear, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean like Kryptonite wouldn't wouldn't have hurt her. You know, he makes he makes bad calls sometimes, you know. I mean <laughs> in the moment you gotta improvise. I'll give it to him. There wasn't much time to coordinate or anything. She needed to make him stand still. That part's, you know, probably true. Somebody had to. Can't give it to Batman. We're getting off topic here. Anyway, I mean, <laughs> Man of Steel, Dawn of Justice. True, true. Superman's all about making the hard choices. I mean, that's that's what they're doing with the character, and it's awesome. It's great. Batman, those themes for each individual movie. I mean, they're clear. They're crystallized in the villain. Yeah. Fantastic. The third one going back to the first one to create the loop. Yep. That's recurrence. It's recurrence, everybody. Close that loop. It's like season one, two, and three for movies. What do, you, what do you think is the main thing to take away from The Dark Knight? Well, what, what did I say for the first one? Batman Begins. I said the structure at first, <laughs> said and then all I changed of the it. Stuff. And I just said all of it? I said all of the, you know, thematic stuff crystallized in the villain. Character stuff in the villain. They did do that. I mean, yeah, everybody's talking about the structure in the first one. And how good it was. And that's how you reboot a franchise and blah, blah, blah. You know, creatively, story-wise, I was like, yeah, that was great. That's a narrative device on how to deliver all this information. And that's definitely a takeaway. But I did like how the, how the fear theme was crystallized in the villain. And it's like, it doesn't seem obvious. It is. When you watch the movie, he says fear like a thousand times. Oh, my goodness. So many times. So many times. But it's like, it's somehow, it was great. you're it still works. getting away with it. You're still doing it. And all they did... For two is to take that subtlety and just make it a little more under the surface. They're like, you don't have Joker making chaos puns all the time. 
you know, but he probably could have, and you would have, you'd be like, that's fine, I believe it. <laughs> just keep talking. <laughs> I just love your voice. Oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> it's also Joker. All of them. It's also Scarecrow, man, when he puts on the mask. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He's got the fear voice. It's great. If you've seen my mask. You look like a man who takes himself too seriously. He did a good job. But the first one, well, I mean, the first one has a lot of themes. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of emphasis on the fear, but also for Batman on the, the courage, overcoming that fear in order to be Batman. And the second one, with his morals and his incorruptibility, and the Joker's chaos trying to corrupt him, and he gets Harvey, but he doesn't get Batman. And that theme there, is that the takeaway from two, though? Yeah. I, mean, I really like the duality in two. I really like that, but that's that's nothing new. They just did it really, yeah, really well. They just executed really well, yeah. I think the biggest takeaway from two, more so than one or three, would be the philosophy. All right. I think that they got a lot more philosophical. Three's got a lot of philosophy in it. I like it. I love it. Yeah. All of the political stuff and all the economic stuff and all of the, you know, the politics of it. Yeah. And then they got more metaphorical and stuff. But in the second one, I gotta say it's the philosophy. It's, it's Joker laying out a philosophy that's so terrible and so damaged and tragic but believable. Yeah. And then everybody just understands it immediately. They're like, I get it. Yeah. And to take that and to juxtapose it against Batman's philosophy of excellence, of human perfection, of incorruptibility. I set my own rules. I set my own parameters. You cannot break that. You kill my girlfriend. You try to destroy my city. Everything. No. Yeah. And that, just have them clash. I mean, uh, the conflict. But he was right. He's like, I'm going to make you choose. But he, try he tried. He got tricked. But he still didn't have time for both. He if tried he, to do both. His inaction still. His inability to be in two places at the same time. Yeah, he's pushing his limits. Caused him to like, oh, Rachel's dead. Yeah. It's vicious. It's tragic. But it speaks to his thing. You've, yeah, you've heard this, but I feel like we should talk about it. But like the idea that, no, not, as far as I know, nobody, Goyer or Nolan or nobody, nobody's acknowledged it publicly, but somebody said that uh, they deliberately took you know, Joker, yeah, he's going to say a couple different reasons that he is how he is or how he got his scars or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that they wrote him with the sort of underlying assumption that he had he had been a soldier at war. And they were, they were probably scars that he got during wartime. And it's fairly severe PTSD that caused the kind of psychological shift that produced the type of person he is. That produced this kind of order... It's just a veneer on society. Like, it's all a joke. It's all fake. Once, you know, a few things start blowing up, somebody starts being crazy, everybody loses their, their stuff. Their minds, yeah. Everybody loses their minds, and, like, all rules go out the window. And it's like, it's caused from genuine physical and psychological damage during a war, where, like, he was sent by people in power to go do stuff, was damaged, came back. Now he's wearing custom clothes and stabbing people with knives and going... Well, if this is what society is, then screw it! I'm just gonna be a crazy person, blow crap up, and fight this guy dressed as Dracula Bat! Well, I mean, that does make sense as a metaphor, where if you're trying to mix the idea of society and war, that Gotham is at war. Oh, yeah. And Batman, as a vigilante, is fighting that war. He's doing what the cops can't, and Joker sees something in that, where Ghost. he's thinking that, you know, the war rules applied to civilization and society, and Gotham City... You know, it's kind yeah. of outside that idea. It's more of a war zone. It's more those rules apply. Yeah, there which, are no rules. And which, with them going out of their way to just over and over show you just how damaged Gotham is. Yeah. It is. Like, a, he's... I mean, I feel like Joker would probably say it about any city. But especially Gotham. He's just like, yeah. Everybody pretends like there's normal time rules and war rules. It's the same world. Same rules. Like, what is just a... We're playing pretend. That's why he feels so, like, fueled and motivated to be like, ah, I have some truth here, and y'all are pretending. And you've got more duality. The Batman is personifying man's law. He's defending, even though he's outside the law, but he's fighting for the law, for order. Yeah. The spirit of he has laws, to. of man's laws. And Joker's talking about natural law. Yeah. The, the chaos of the universe. The unpredictability, the uncontrollability of it. And that's when the two clash. It's just Joker is a spinning tornado and, and Batman's trying to put him in a, a cage, in a box. <laughs> but it's philosophically. I mean, that's yeah. what you were doing in the first one of taking themes and ideas and expressing them through characters. In two, they're literally doing it. I mean, Batman is one <laughs> philosophical idea of reality. 
and then Joker is the other, and then you just kind of smash the two together. But then you, you do it in such a way yeah. that it seems like it's just a really smart crime drama, which yeah. is not really a superhero movie. I mean, the first one, Batman Begins, was a superhero movie. He saves the city from destruction. I mean, yeah, he does that here too. But... Yeah, he does it, but I mean, it's more just stopping a criminal. He's trying to kill a bunch of people. He's got two, two boats to blow each other up. Yeah. There's no fear gas in the, in the pipelines, you know? There's no... <laughs> no aerosol. The face of the entire city kind of thing. It was more of a moral fight, but even more so, it's a philosophical one. And I think every story, the good ones, that's exactly what they are. They're just ideas conflicting with other ideas. Yeah. And they're not just themes anymore, but they're straight-up philosophy. Yeah. We've got a lot of that going on in Civil War right now. Yeah. It's built around the same stuff. But, I mean, nobody, nobody did it like Dark Knight did. True. And obviously all the other factors. I mean, great performances, and then just the great writing of it, the shooting of it, the score, like you were talking about. Everything was pitch perfect. I mean, that, that movie's bulletproof. <laughs> There's no criticism. You can't watch that movie other than just you being a jerk and saying it's stupid. <laughs> but that just means you don't get it. I mean, it's it's fine. It's like literature, you know? It's fine, classic <laughs> American literature. But film, cinema, you know? Yeah. Fantastic. It should be getting Academy Awards, you know? Yeah. Which, which Ledger did, to be fair. And it did yeah. get nominated for, you know, sound and other stuff like that. I, I don't remember, but... Yeah. Nobody's, nobody's nominating it for Best Picture when it's like, come on, man, this is better than Schindler's List. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say, I mean, I love Batman. You heard that, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Better than Schindler's List. Schindler's List even nominated, probably, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, it had to be. I'm just saying. There's no way it's not. I'm just saying. That's part of what it was. People think of superhero movies and they think of these types of movies as being entertainment more so than art. And The Dark Knight was like, this is pure art. It's fantastic. And, that's, and I think that's what people really responded to. I think that's what made it the best. It was the most artistic, artful, classic. Yeah, it's solid. You know, I mean, <laughs> Spider-Man is fun and it's great. Yeah. You know what I mean? You enjoy it. And it is popcorn type of movie. It's great. You have fun, but it's more like Jurassic Park. You know, it's more of a blockbuster summer movie. And Dark Knight was just a straight crime movie. You know, if nobody was wearing a costume, it would be like Godfather, Goodfellas, or, you know, people would be holding it up, you know, Gangs of New York or something. It'd be like, look at this. Look at yeah. how good this is. This commentary on American culture and who we are as a people and what we think about ideas for, you know, economy and civilization and societies and yeah, law and order. All that. How all this How do people holds together. live together? Yeah, that's true. Scarface, you know, it's up there. I think of it as the same thing. That's what they were doing. Yeah, it's definitely what they were after. But they got the metaphor. And it you know? succeeded. It was fantastic. The symbology. They got to do it. They got to play it like it was more Greek mythology. We get to do larger than life. We're not just, we're in the streets, but, you know, we're not so grounded. I mean, this guy's wearing a costume. This guy's wearing a costume. Yeah. And it's more theatrical and it's Shakespearean. That's Greek mythology, you know? I mean, everybody loves it. Yeah. You get the best of everything. That's why it's still the best adaptation comic game you know, ever. Ever. There's been so many. Dark Knight, still top. Damn. To the top, man. Damn. There's good ones. Yeah. But come on. <laughs> we know this. Everybody what do you agrees. Well, then, well, and then, can you think of anything that you feel was missing? that you Or that you wanted out of Dark Knight that you didn't get? Katie Holmes. Ah, uh, that's, yep, that's obvious, I guess. That's unfortunate. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about it, though. Yeah. But that's the only flaw. I mean, Gyllenhaal's good. Continuity. That's it. But it's always better to just have the original person in here. Especially if she's gonna die. You know, yeah. Like, you're gonna kill off the character. Ah, Holmes can't show up one more time. Like, all the weight we built up of the relationship between the two in the first movie, it doesn't carry the same. Because it's a different face. It's a different person. Same thing with uh, Rhodes and Iron Man 1 and then 2 and beyond. Mm -hmm. I mean, no no offense Terrence Howard, but I just wish they'd cast Don Cheadle at the beginning. Because yeah. then we'd have the same guy, and he's fantastic. Terrence Howard is cool too, but for whatever reason, they moved on. It's just, uh, it'd be so much better. Recasting is always unfortunate. But I mean, if we're looking at just the story and how you did it, yeah. that's a business decision that's behind the scenes. Just, this is Rachel, go. Yeah. And that's, that's the only criticism I can even think of. For the movie, like, what? It's bulletproof, man. <laughs> Everybody can tell. You know it when you see it. Yeah. You might not be able to describe <laughs> it. You might not know how they did it. Like, I know how they did it. This guy knows how I did it. Yeah. You're learning how to do it. You know how they did it. You see it. Yeah. Watch some videos. You understand. You get it. Yeah. So it seems like a magic trick, but, you know, you recognize it when you see it. You know it. This movie was bulletproof. 
It was great. Civil War had that a little bit, too. Yeah. Just to throw some love at Marvel. Yeah. Because that movie just came out, I just saw it, so it's in my head right now. Yeah. But, I mean, come on, what's the complaints? There, there aren't any. That's yeah, just fantastically executed. You know? Just 46 different gears spinning all at once. Yeah. And you, you nailed all of them. Good job. But that's, we'll do that some other time. Yeah. So, uh, Dark Knight Rises, then. Mm-hmm. So we're moving in, we're doing a lot of pain stuff. We gotta, we're, we're gonna bring it full circle to one. We're gonna do some Roz-related stuff. We're gonna do Bane, we're gonna do Talia. We're gonna surprisingly do a good job uh, hoodwinking everybody. So when they, they, uh, they cast her, everybody was like, oh, she's, she's gotta be Talia. But then so much time went by, and they did such a decent job lying about it. <laughs> that then when the movie came out, everybody was still in the third act being like, Oh! Oh my god, it is Talia! <laughs> I totally forgot that we thought that's who she was! I mean, and it, it goes back to the first one. I did the same thing with Roz. Yeah, you dual identities. You card, you thought he was this guy, and then he is the real Roz al Ghul, and you're like, Oh, you got me, the twist. It was the same thing when they were making that movie. Everybody was like, Oh, is he Roz? Oh no, Ken Watanabe's gonna play in Roz. Yeah, yeah oh, okay. Roz, you know. That's weird. Okay. I thought uh, Liam Neeson seemed like he looked like Roz Alcool. Alright. Oh, he is Roz Alcool! He got me! Yeah, you suspected it, and it still doesn't hurt it at all, because they did it just right. Just like with the Talia reveal, is that you get so invested in it, just like Bruce is, in her. Yeah. And then you think that, like, no, that's not where we're going at all. Bane's the bad guy. He's working with the League of Shadows. You know, he's that guy. Yeah. You're not even looking at her. Ah, misdirection. It's, it's classic Ra's al Ghul stuff. <laughs> and we got, we got even more. We got all kinds of symbol stuff going on. We got, we throw Bruce into a literal well, just like before, just like when he was a kid. More full circle. We got more fear stuff. They're like, hey, you, uh, you literally, like, extinguished your fear, and that's what's missing. You gotta get back up on there, buddy. You gotta make the climb. Make the climb. <laughs> All the themes coming together. I mean, the, the progress you made when you started, here at the end, it's what's holding you back. You need the fear. You need to care. You know, you yeah. need to wake up. You need to get back up. And get back up in our world, son. You know? Yeah, they talk about... Why you fall. Yeah. So we can learn to pick ourselves back up. I mean, it's just steeped in the symbology. Like, every... Literally everything. Every beat. It's a symbol. Yeah. Everything they've been doing this entire time. That's why I love it as the cap on that trilogy. It's why it's so good. Because I see all of it. I yeah. see everything you're doing. Because I know the first two so well. They live in my head. Yeah. Like every every line, every idea, everything here is just playing off what he's already learned in his journey. How he came here. And who he is. And now it's like the stuff that you learned before, you got to unlearn it. You got to yeah. remember how to stop being an animal and be a man. Yeah. You know, stop being the bat. Put it down for it. You've been out of the game for eight years. Yeah. But you're still Batman. Yeah, be Bruce a little bit. Remember yeah. the fear. Bring it back. And climb up out of that well. Yeah. They talk about, you know, I forget who it was, Alfred, somebody. They're talking about, you know, Talia, Bane. They came out of that well with their darkness. They're, they're just literal destruction. They're fueled by this, by that dark, angered rage that Bruce felt when he was going to kill Joe Chill with a gun. But this time, we need you to be in the well. We need you to remember what built you. What, what was your genesis. But then come out out. Be that counterpoint. The, the well throws back something new this time. It's Batman. He gets from wherever the hell that uh, well prison is to Gotham, which everybody kind of complained about, but it makes perfect sense. He's Batman. He was dropped in the middle of nowhere. He got back to Gotham. Don't worry about it. You're looking for holes, and like that's yeah, a who that's, cares kind of hole. Yeah, that's like a who cares. Like, uh, there are 90,000 90, different ways he could have made that happen. Because you didn't see it. I don't need to see it. It's fine. It's not hard. He got back, and he's doing the stuff. Batman's back! In a lot of ways. I mean, he was broken down. He was sad, and he lost his way. He tried to put the suit back on before he was ready, and he got his ass handed to him in a fantastic yep. fight. That fight is great. Yeah. Uh, when he's fighting Bane. Yeah, and that's sewer. Mean, <laughs> like a freaking crocodile. Yeah, like a crocodile. But, you know, the, the fight itself, where it's just, you're seeing it again. You're seeing these ideas personified and how these characters behave. That, that Bane is brutality. He fights like he feels no pain. And he's scary strong, and he's just dedicated to his cause. No fear whatsoever. None. And Batman's fighting just on pure animosity. He's trying to dig back <laughs> into that anger he had, and like, I'll just try harder. I'll be yeah. fine, Alfred, don't worry. Yeah. He's like, come on, you can't. He's, you can't. Not, he's not a street punk, okay? Yeah. He's from. He's trained by the League of Shadows. This he's guy's a... scary, you can't just come in there half-cocked. <laughs> exactly what he did, and he lost. <laughs> And it's great, because you think Batman's going to win. You think he's going to go in there, and he's going to do what he always does. He's going to try some punches. He's going to throw some punches. He's got his gadgets. Lay him out. means nothing to Bane. 
But we are initiated. But we are initiated. Born in shadows. He's not scared of you. No, he's not. <laughs> so we're coming up, coming up on the end here. So why don't we take a second? We should do, uh, you know, what's... Well, uh, let's go meta here first. Out of the three. What do you think's the best one? Best movie. Yep. I already said it. Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, you did. It's the best movie. Yeah, and I gotta agree. That's uh, not that's just like those three. I'm gonna say any movie ever made. <laughs> no exaggeration. Right. I'm gonna write this down in blood. Look at this. I'm writing the Dark Knight. Best oh movie god, ever he's made. doing it. Oh god. Uh, there's, there's other movies that are probably better. <laughs> but you know, for me, Dark yeah. Knight. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. That's uh, especially out of the three. I'm gonna go. They're all very good, but Dark Knight is just it's fantastic. Just nails it on so many levels, you can't complain. It's just friggin' fantastic. That's the best one, definitely. Alright, so out of the three, you think also best. Not necessarily favorite, but the best as well. That's what we were talking about, right? I mean, the... Dark uh, what did I say? You flipped it. <laughs> you confuse me. I did. I get confused sometimes. I said the best one. Which best is, one. What's your favorite one? It's my favorite one. Yeah, that's right. That's a toughie. But that's I mean, again. Objectively, The Dark Knight is the best. Uh -huh. It just is. It's a tight movie. It's a perfect coming together of everything. It's exactly what you wanted. You didn't even know you wanted that movie until you saw it. Like, Batman Begins was so good. What do you yeah. got for me? How can you possibly impress me? I'm like, oh! <laughs> oh, you did it! You nailed it so hard, I didn't even realize. Can't even it happened. My favorite, though. I mean, that's... Yeah. I love all of them, you know? They're like, they're like my, my babies. <laughs> my little bunny babies. Pick. I might have to say Dark Knight Rises was my favorite. Because of the themes. Because of when you look at Batman as a character. Yeah. You know, he's got different sides to him, obviously. As a martial artist, as a detective, you know, as, as a vigilante, as a, as just a tough guy. A Frank Miller Batman. Yeah. You know, there's so many different sides to this character. When you're making a movie, you have to kind of pick what angle do you want to play it in. And the different themes that go along with Batman. Like, for the first one, it's his courage. He's got huge balls. Yeah. You know, he's, he's able to do it. He goes out there every night in his dedication and just the, the no fear element. Like, that's a fantastic part of that character, his no fear mentality. Yeah. But then for, you know, Dark Knight, his incorruptibility, his, his honor, his nobility. He's this, he is a knight in a way. He's very chivalrous in that regard, and they're kind of wrapping all of that into it. But that idea that he has a moral code, he will not break it for anybody, for any reason. It doesn't yeah. matter. That's a beautiful part of the character that I love. I, everybody loves that. Yeah. He has his own rules, and he will not break them. He's not just saying that. He means it. Yeah. He'll prove it to you. I love that part of the character. His courage is great, but I love the, the incorruptibility. I love the, the honor and the morality of him yeah. that I love. It's just pure will. Love, love. You know? <laughs> but I got to say for the third <laughs> one, for Dark Knight Rises, when they're hitting the idea of Batman, he will not be broken. And any time you knock him down, he will get back up. Yeah, that's definitely part of it. It's more of that's not no fear, it's no pain. You know, it reminds me of Rocky Balboa a little bit. No, no pain too great. That's what I love about Rocky Balboa. So I just love this idea. I love this this concept of a guy who will take the hits and he will always get back up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's that's more than courage. That's more than just sticking to your own rules. That's that's the spirit to go on. That's survival. That's living. That's so primal. Yeah. It's, it's all of it wrapped up into one. Mm. You know, and so in having Bane, which I love that character. Yeah. Before this movie, I always loved Bane. I was like, really? Like the luchador, the, the wrestler looking thing? And I'm like, Nightfall, man, read the book. It's great. He attacks <laughs> Batman. He attacks his mind, his body. He's one of his greatest villains. And he's like, you're crazy, Professor Bones. I'm not crazy. Now everybody sees it. They see Dark Knight Rises, and they're like, oh, Bane is great. I'm like, yeah, he is. <laughs> That's right. Same ideas. They just did it so well. He attacks him from all sides, and he breaks him. But he doesn't break him, because you can't break Batman. Yeah, that's right. And he gets back up. He rises, man. So for that, especially for it to be the third one, and that's how you go out, these other sides to Batman, and to hit it in, that, in the end, that, that's the third one, man. Like, we're going out. What, what are we going to say? What's the point of Batman? Yeah. No matter how dark it gets, how bad it gets, he gets up. He rises. And you set it into the first one. Why do we fall? And it was like, in the third one, he gets to actually pay that off. And why do we fall, Bruce? So we can learn to pick ourselves up. Yeah. His dad put this into his head. It only makes us stronger, the evolution, the idea that Batman is the perfect human, that he's the embodiment of human potential. And that's the ticket right there. You're gonna get hit, you're gonna get knocked down, and you get back up, you rise. We fall down in order. 
to pick ourselves back up. Because it makes you stronger. That's exactly what he did. He broke his back and he's doing friggin' push-ups. Yeah. I'm gonna fix my back just through pure will. I mean, it's a little metaphor. Yeah. More than anything. Bit. But it's what I'm talking about. It's Greek mythology. It's, I mean, like, we don't know exactly what he did to it, so it's okay. The fact that we get more philosophical, we get more metaphorical and yeah. mythic. You know, that's why it's, 2 was really grounded. That's why everybody loves it. Yeah. It is that crime movie. But the third one, it's just, this is modern mythology now, which is how I've always seen Batman. And to do it and wrap it up with my favorite part of the character, that's my favorite. It's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> what about you? What do you think? Uh, I'm thinking best is Dark Knight. And I'm thinking favorite. My favorite. I'm going, I'm going Dark Knight. Really? Yeah, Rises is great. Uh, Batman Begins is great. Fantastic. But Dark Knight, I just can't. I mean, I feel like it's rewatchability. It's just the, the, the level of nuance, the level of just entrancingness of Joker and everything Batman has to go through. Like, it's just, it's too good. The I challenging of his, of his morals and all of his own rules. I mean, yeah, I, I, I love it. I'm only, you know what? I'm only, I'm only disappointed in Rises because Joker's alive at, at the end of two. We never hear or see him again. And yes, Heath Ledger died, so he couldn't have been in 3 if he wanted, but, like, we don't even talk about him. That is a little disappointing. It's just like, man, we don't even say, like, he ran off, he got away, he's sitting in Arkham, he's dead. Like, none of these things. You could say that. You were asking earlier about, you know, for 1 and 2, oh, what do you think was left out or what, you know, what was missing? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, a little influence of Joker. He doesn't have to be in the movie. No. But I mean, we're talking about Ra's al Ghul from the first one. Nobody's, nobody's going to talk about Joker. Yeah, nobody's going to mention him. Batman's in that cell, and he's just thinking about his life and how he's going to do this, and he doesn't think about Joker. About the guy who killed his lady and, and made him, like, uh, put him through the ringer. Yeah, the last guy who broke him. You know, he's not going to think about him. I mean, you know Joker's in his head. Yeah. You know, it shapes who he is as a person. And so, yeah, I mean, a little continuity. I mean, we got Scarecrow in all three movies. Yeah. We can't have a mention <laughs> of Joker. We can't talk about him, at least in the third one. I get it. You just don't even want to touch it. You want yeah. to leave it. You don't... You, you it's don't, perfect. Yeah. Don't blow on it. It'll fall over. But, like, I get it. <laughs> but, like, yeah. But something. Just a, just a few lines. Especially uh, when he was alive and well. Like, he's just hanging off a building laughing about how he thinks the two of them are destined to do this forever. And ostensibly, they finished the trilogy... Never speaking of him again. <laughs> but that's also what I'm talking about with the third one being a beginning and an end at the same time. In my mind, he's not done being Batman. And we'll see no. Joker again, you know? Yes, but... Metaphorically, philosophically, yeah. the idea of the story that The idea goes space. On. We'll definitely see him again, but it's just like, damn. He lives on. I just do wish we have that. But, but, that aside... It's I a do really think... small thing. I mean, like, two lines. Yeah. And I would have been satisfied. We're like, ah, yes. Yeah. Just, just one toss-away line from Bruce. Or, you know, Batman. Just yeah. to say that, like, with all of these themes working together, you know, Joker tried to break me and he couldn't. Yeah. You know, Ra's al Ghul was the League of Shadows and I beat him. Like, he says things like oh, this. Oh, man. Batman has no limits. Like, he <laughs> says these just great said lines. Right he crystallizes an idea in one sentence. He could have just said it right when he was saying I beat Ra's. <laughs> yeah. Would have been a little off point, but it's necessary. Like, ugh. Or just anywhere else in the story, you could mention this idea. There's, there's plenty of opportunities. They specifically didn't do it, and that's fine. Yeah, it's, yeah whatever. But if that's you're okay. asking me what's missing, that's, you know, yeah. A continuity reference. That's it. All right. I agree. It's about time to wrap this up. Did you have any, uh, you got anything else you want to leave the animals with? I want you to rewatch the movies back to back. Watch one. Back to back. Watch two. Watch three. Mm. They don't even have numbers in the title. I mean, we just, Batman <laughs> Begins. The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises. Watch the progression. Yeah. Watch the themes. You might have missed stuff. There's a lot of things in one that they play in three, like you remember. But it's been like how many years? It's been seven years since the first one came out when the third one came you know? Yeah. Like, watch them again and see all the nuance. See all of it. See what they're trying to do. Break it apart. Look at it. See those themes. See what they're playing at. The philosophy, the ideas. Yeah, take a look at those cubbies. You know, take a look at those symbols. Take a look at, uh... I feel like we got a little bit of moments stuff of note. Yeah, there's a lot in there. You know, and structure and character, all the obvious normal ones. But dig deeper. Look what makes them special. It's not just basic cubby stuff. It's the deeper stuff. The symbology and the philosophy. I mean, that's, yeah. that's why everybody loves them so much. And think of it like Greek mythology and in that mythic space of creativity and expression and ideas made tangibly. Holding your hand. Yeah. That's, what's, that's the best part of those movies. Yeah. Chris Nolan, you did a good job. 
Good Goyer. job, buddy. Goyer, you did a good job. Yeah. Jonathan Nolan, you did a good job. Everybody did a good job. Yeah, good going, Johnny. I just <laughs> see it, you know? Batman Begins, it's all about anger and stuff. And you bring it back in the third, but like, that's what Catwoman is. That's what Selena Kyle is. The anger. Yeah. The personification of it. You take these characters and just slap an idea on them. And Anna Hathaway did a great job. You got that character perfect. She's pissed off. Yeah, and built in that class problem. Class oppression. It's, cl anger. it's class warfare anger. She's poor. She's, you know, she lives in a shit part of town. She's pretending to be, you know, working a party for a rich guy. Really, she's here to steal stuff. It's the whole, it's the whole thematic, you know, societal oh. concern of the movie. And when you get down to it, she is just that idea, that theme. And everybody is like this. Every character in this, in these movies, especially Batman, especially the villains. Look at it. See it. Take See the shapes. Put your papers on it. You have any final things you'd like to say? Uh, I think you covered it, bud. <laughs> okay. I got a little heated. It's a lot of stuff. I took my shirt off, animals. <laughs> I got so worked up, I got so hot. Yeah, the cave gets warm when, uh, when the heat's going, you know what I'm saying? No. You get broth bones going. It's like a furnace. That's, that's very true. It's like a raging campfire suddenly out of nowhere. Okay, okay. Put your shirt back on. I can't. Oh, God. It burnt up. Ah, <laughs> uh, why? All right, animals. Well, we'll leave you with that for now. This is Dr. Bones. This is Professor Bones. We'll see you next time in the cave.